Welcome, everyone. This is Illiterate. This week, we are covering Prey. I just checked out Prey on Hulu. In fact, I checked it out over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm hanging out with Taylor. Hello. I looked into Comanche history far and wide. Prey is the number one release on Hulu, period, ever, against all, all of it. And all of it. So <laughs> uh, it's shocking everybody. Uh, no, but I'm, you know, I'm a, if you listen last week, I'm a diehard fan. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I was standing in line down here. They had a, a, a two screenings of the Comanche dub. I, I'm sitting here. I can't believe I can say, Taylor, uh, this Predator movie is one of the best mm. movies of the year. <laughs> and you can't say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> So this is all coming as shock because uh, coming off of last week where we left off, we were we were teasing the return of the, the supposed Messiah Shane Black came to direct the 2018 installment with, with mm-hmm. Shane Black starred in the original. Uh, this was big budget theatrical rollout, everything, everything they needed and an incredible cast. I mean, a wild cast. And it was just an unmitigated disaster. Uh, from all ends. Um, and there's not a whole lot to say about it, unfortunately, other than as a Predator fan, I walked away going, wow, okay, so the Predator franchise is done for the yeah. foreseeable <laughs> future for the decade. This popped off and exploded in a cinematic way in, in the late uh, in the late teens in just, uh, you know, in the late teens fashion. I thought, wow, <laughs> there it went and it's gone Predator, bye-bye, and it, we'll, we'll get another shot at this some, some way down the road. But behold, here's this we're one. We're in a renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a predator renaissance. So how did that baby. happen? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, really. I, and and on, on a cherry on top for anybody who's into this kind of stuff, I just want to ch- throw out there because I'm I'm just, I'm sucking all this stuff. The Marvel Predator comic book, Day of the Hunter, uh, written by Ed Brisson, was released in uh, comic book stores everywhere. Much released, delayed because of the Disney lawsuit, which we might talk a little bit later in this episode. But I just can't believe... That uh, this has found all this energy that honestly, this movie I've been thinking about my entire life has come to fruition. And God, man, Taylor, uh, (laughs) I this movie is so, so detailed. There's so much to go off of. We could start in any direction. um, But But, I mean, really, how in the world did we even get this thing? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So during the development of Predator 2018, this was being in the works. Dan Trachtenberg is the director and screenwriter, Patrick Ason. They approached the producer of the Predator films with the concept they had been working on, which eventually became shifted around to be this concept. And pretty much the same thing in terms of the the logline when it was being developed on its own was codename Skulls. In The Hollywood Reporter, it just said, follows a Comanche woman who goes against gender norms and traditions to become a warrior. The, right. which I, I think was super cool. But then, of course, oh, yeah. word gets out. The initial intent was to market it with no reference to Predator. And you could I heard do that. that Amber, with, yeah. I heard that Amber Midthunter uh, actually went through much of the casting process without knowing the film was a part of the Predator franchise, that she thought yeah, that this she, was the a straight out Native gave. American mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and for, for quite some time. I mean, you do that with, but they treated it like Star Wars, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Which, you know, I, uh, brilliant. You know, I mean, you, you're trying to get down to what they got to. Wow. I mean, incredible. And, and, and everybody seems really embracing her. I just wanted to pull that out real quick. 
Yeah, definitely. And that's also what makes it a big deal where you're talking about it's the number one thing. People are loving it. I was looking at the numbers of native representation by the Hollywood Diversity Report films and television was between 0.3 and 0.6% has anything to do with or involving Native American people. But in terms of the percentages, 3% of the U.S. population, 14 states have within each of them more than 100,000 Native American or Alaska Native residents. So you'd think there would at least be comparable numbers to the population (laughs) represented, Mm -hmm. not such, you know, less than a percent in films and media. So that's also why this, because it's full cast. And that was the big thing too, is Jane Myers, who is a member of the Comanche and Blackfeet Nation, is a primary producer on this and advisor and consultant. She was at our screening and read a blessing from the Comanche Nation, in fact. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really, really amazing uh, getting to see her uh, present the film because you immediately got the sense just being in the room with her that was my first indication of how detailed what i was about to see actually was just yeah, her definitely. just being in just being in the room with her i went oh is she bringing she is she produced this and now i'm excited that was yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds before the lights went out so <laughs> and that's the big thing that people are talking about is the dub which means that the spoken word which they try to line up with the lips is in comanche and we'll get to why that's a bigger deal later on but just so you know amber who's the main character auditioned in english and comanche and then jane when she originally got the script up at the top it said all dialogue in comanche and she's like all right let's go this is great and so that was the original intent was we're just going to do it all and then they tried, well, it should start with the character speaking Comanche and then switch to English, and that didn't work. So they essentially shot mm. both instead in a way, kind of appeasing probably the variety of producers and Did you find something entities. saying that they actually shot picture in Comanche? No, 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 they did not. But, uh, okay, but in okay, terms okay, of okay, like, okay. yeah, yeah, releasing gotcha, gotcha, yeah. two Got, versions, sorry. yeah. No, no, no. That's just effectively, and I, and yeah, and that's really what it does. That's the that's what I went to go see, and mm-hmm. and Dan introduced it as the original intent. This is as close as you get to what we were dreaming up on the page. Um, Definitely, and it, just stunning. I mean, I don't want to jump the horse here talking about the dub, but I mean, I, it's just it, I think it absolutely ele- elevates everything about the story. Yeah. So hold that. For a while, <laughs> I know we're teasing it, but yep. like, yep, yep, yep. let's talk. We'll, we'll get to that. Let's let's get through some of the other production stuff that was of interest. You had mentioned beforehand for me to look into the stuff with the dog because that was a big deal that people were like, "Oh, we love this dog. Put more dog people in." People fallen in love with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> She's become a meme uh, over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, and I, I saw so I had I had read that the dog uh, role was much smaller in, initially. And it was an untrained, not a set film aware dog. It was kind of a hot mess. But when it did the right thing, it was like, oh, this is beautiful. Let's put it in more. And so it, it yeah. fooled me, man. And it fooled it fooled my wife Emily too. Um I remember because I as a filmmaker, I've I have worked with trained animals. Uh and my mom is an obedience dog trainer my entire right, right. life. So I, I'm clued into these kind of stuff. When I was watching the dog on screen, there's a particular shot immediately in the movie 
where Mid Thunder's character is walking through setting up her village. It's this big, beautiful wonder with all the production design, and the dog is following along, tracking with the camera. And I'm watching the dog and what it's clued into, and I know where the treat is, uh, kind of <laughs> just because I know how the shot is done. Uh, and I'm going, wow, I really, I really like this dog. It has this natural feel to it, but it it's doing exactly what it needs to do on the mark. This is a well-trained dog. It turns out it's not trained at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to do a lot of takes to get it in the right yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you had yeah. no idea. I'm looking at it going like, yeah, dogs are really, if you get the right dog, trained dogs are awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and so I had looked, so the Comanche is an offshoot of the Shoshone tribes in the plains, and they use dogs quite a bit for really? hauling, like bigger do- Yeah, 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 yeah. Until... The big thing that they're known for is horses, horseback riding. And Uh so this is some of the historical accuracy stuff. When Jane Myers came on, early drafts of the script didn't have horses anything at all to do. And she's like, this is a huge discrepancy because the Comanche people, it's one of the first tribes to acquire horses from the Spanish. And that's like their... The entire history of the Comanche revolves around breeding them, fighting on them, dominating in the plains because they are the horseback Native American tribe. And so that's actually that's, it imp- yeah. impacts the back half of the plot pretty mm-hmm. dramatically in a sense. Uh, the two main characters get split up and one go- goes after the horses, which comes into play only only about 20 minutes later. Uh, maybe yeah. less. Um, so uh, yeah, it ends up becoming a big deal at the end. So it makes sense now why he's going for the horses. And yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> yeah. So they did have dogs. Without that, without Jane, none of that's there. It's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody watching it being like, "Wait, how can you even call them Comanche without horses at all? It makes no sense." Yeah, I so read she really that Patrick had, went yeah. through a lot of labor for, on this script and re and, and drafts and drafts and drafts and years. And the development on this was started basically as soon as 2018 was done and right, went so up like all the way years, to the yeah. wire. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm imagining all the steps that this went through. I'm looking at it from this and going like, wow, it's so, so classically put together. It's so, it's so, it's so economic in the way it's put together. I, I love how it goes. And it's, it's the product of five years of development. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And outsource using, utilizing the people that know anything about, the Comanche nation in the right. early 1700s. Leaning on like, your resources. Absolutely. Being the sponge yeah. and just being the filter so everything aligns in one direction. Well, because Jane Myers was even saying it's like, well, the oldest photos are from the 1790s. So that's decades and decades too far gone. So we have to go back to people that have this history in their homes wow. or in their archives and renderings and what the color swatches are and accurate to the period toothbrushes and all of the little things reminded me a lot of pachinko as well of getting the detail for it all uh especially you see her use a toothbrush in and you go did they have toothbrush if like (laughs) present some of these things then some of my questions i sent you i was just like yeah yeah. present you some of these things so nonchalantly like whatever she's doing her teeth but like in my mind i'm going like wait a minute she is brushing her teeth is that a comanche toothbrush (laughs) yeah so like even the notion of a dog i was interested and the horse i didn't i actually didn't blink at but the dog and it how heavily it's used i went oh did they use horse that that just unflinchingly uses this stuff that almost like makes you go, wow, did they really? Yes, they did. Yeah. One, one of the things that you had asked me about for the questioning of it 
which I think the cynical people take guff with of the like, oh, she's a woman trying to do the hunting role and the man's role and all of that. But the point, I think, if you know about Comanche culture is like, that's the point of it. It was a huge disparity. It was almost like for people that know a different culture, like ancient Sparta. That's why this story would be worthy of, right. (laughs) Because the gender roles are hugely (laughs) divided. Men all took the physical hunter and warrior roles. Women had nothing to do with it. They were the caregiver, home overseer. And there was a ton of split where certain times you couldn't even go into the tent for certain things. And there's like a lot of uh, separation in the culture. That's kind of like why it's an interesting story is because exactly. Oh, yeah. oh well, that's this wouldn't why have it's happened. worthy exactly. of yeah. That's, yeah. That's what, you know, like that is the impetus of the story. Uh, otherwise, like uh, it, it, we've gotten to the, like, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not. <laughs> One of the things that she does use, and you had asked about the accuracy of that is this orange flower becomes a big part. Everybody's of talking about the, the flower. Part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there really isn't anything that can, hide your body heat <laughs> to that that sort of insane degree number one like certainly not as fast as like it, like yeah. it, they put it in their mouth and like 10 seconds later they're like yeah, Look, yeah. predator can't see but i you yeah. know that's movies but like yeah I, yeah that was my question i'm going like so was there anything any any precedent for any any kind of herb or any kind of thing yeah. they could have had access to that would lower body temperature even minute i'll i'll walk there i'll walk there as a <laughs> filmmaker as a storyteller as a creative like oh, just the it oh yes this flower lowered your body temperature three degrees i'd be like perfect great that's all i need to you know like i'll oh you got it the closest thing I'm, is the yeah yeah <laughs> is the uh calendula plant which orange flower cousin of the marigold and it is used in medical purposes for a long time stop blood flow from battle wounds i guess if you mm. want to say the heat thing it was used to help break fevers but that's more just like you have an elevated temperature and mm. it's to get you back to normal a lot of that satisfies uses me. but stuff no, no, no. stuff like that yeah yeah as a writer totally satisfied <laughs> fine yeah there's a native north american plant that's an orange flower that kind of does something medical i guess put it in the, right. the uh the movie and i guess that the last thing before we get into comanche and film history is from the film side of things. Like you had said, it's on Hulu. Well, why the heck is this not in theaters then if it looks like it has all this backing behind it and it's representative and unique and yeah. Certainly looks like they shot it for theaters. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every, every man, that's the number one thing is like typically streaming right now is in this space where you can, things are shot for streaming. You see it, you, it looks like it's a streaming film. This, this, doesn't even have an ounce of that. This, I'm so happy I got to see it on the big screen because that's honestly what they were on set trying to do for it, even though all the while they knew exactly where it was going. Yeah. I had seen, and there's a number of reasons, but the more technical one that I don't think people consider is this whole Disney buying Fox in 2019. And they had a lot of holdover stuff and contracts that they had to, Keep. That's classic, though. And, you know, yeah. when there's a, when there's change overhead anywhere, really, but certainly classic at the studios. Any projects in development kind of go, go on hold, and they can just be dropped because the new person coming in has new priorities. Yeah, I the thing that I had seen was related to some of the contractual stuff and what Fox had already arranged for these things, and so the theatrical agreement that they had made was that it would have gone to HBO Max. Oh, okay. Along with the theatrical. And so 
why would then Disney boost a rival streaming platform? They're just like, well, then we'll just put it straight to our streaming and Nick's. And again, I don't know if that's exactly how it all works. We're just talking about it. It's complex. There's a lot of news. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, all that to say, that's why it's not in theaters. It's not like, you know, I've seen stuff where it's like, oh, they didn't trust that it would do well because look at the history right. of Predator. And maybe that's also partially true. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Or like connecting know, it to the I, Disney I, brand. And yeah, I don't. Yes, I see that obviously as people where people are going to go. But I would love to also match that argument with like, but yeah, but there's not been a great movie, a great movie mm-hmm. in this franchise since since the first one. So what would that have done? That's always going to be questioned. But, you know, yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm sitting at the pop that it has now on Monday going, oh, uh, is it really expanding because of the access? Is it because this right. has been free and it's just there and everybody's on Hulu already and it was, okay, oh my God, this is good. Hey, honey, this is really good. <laughs> and then by the time now we're talking about it through the week, uh, now people who weren't checking it out are checking it out. I mean, it's the biggest release ever. Um, that yeah. was the access really part of this. And then that's the big question is like, to what extent does that benefit them? Exactly. Where did they derive the profit out of something like this? <laughs> um, and I, I guess that's a hot potato going forward. I just read this morning, they're developing a series. So sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. makes sense why they would want a series also interesting in the news recently, the Batgirl movie was canceled completely after it was essentially done, which then, I mean, this is just all inside baseball about films and TV, but it's why we're talking about why are they doing these things now? Why are they making things based on things? And Right, so what happened this weekend was a a really interesting thing. We saw a movie like this get incredible success. Who knew that the Predator movie would be what we're talking about, what we'll be talking about through the next weekend? This all happens in the backdrop while a big regime change happens at Warner Brothers and they drop a done project ready on for its release date. Uh, Batgirl just just nixed, gone, erased, not happening. It seems to me that Hulu and Disney just completely proved Warner and Discovery Plus wrong in terms <laughs> of where the focus for these things can be and what... You know, I, I see this as a broadening, honestly, that I see that the honestly, the Comanche dub is a big part of this is kind of the mm-hmm. nexus of it. This was developed to be in Comanche. It's interesting and it's not by mistake that it's not that it's in English. And so I think yeah. this what we got has everything to do with where it landed and what it was developed for. Because honestly, I don't think there was any chance that a, a Comanche version would have been entertained at the theatrical level at all. Yeah. At all. And yeah, and that's kind of also the buzz of people are like, we'll see it for this reason specifically. And so I've, I looked into why is that a big deal? I mean, I know the Comanche tribe and that there's a language and maybe a little bit, but I was like, I I was amazed to find out a bit more about it. And then maybe people, if they are sitting on it, will have even more of an appreciation for. They were too afraid to bring the small thing to the big audience. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll make it for the small screen, do it in a big screen way and look, Oh my God, you found an audience. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the Comanche language is known. Maybe some people know it. From the code talkers in World War II, 17 young men 
mm-hmm. you, you know, using messages for the U.S. Army that couldn't be understood by the Nazis, and that, yeah. that has been fictionalized and and written about quite a bit. The big thing about the language now, and again, this is why this is such a big deal, is there's less than a hundred native speakers of the language. Oh my god! It's it's not you know, and none of them are under sixty. This is going away completely. So the fact that there's a massive oh, feature, fil- you know what I mean? Like, oh, this yeah. is, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to even state it in a way that can grasp the immensity of it to me <laughs> of being like, oh, right. let's wait. So they, they consulted the less than a hundred people to transcribe this, oh to be able to be spoken and how many people have seen it now in terms of the awareness of what all of this entails and the Comanche tribe itself, 16,000 around in terms of population, half of which live in Oklahoma. But the, the language itself, like I said, a generation apart as a family language snuffed out because of Native American children being taken to boarding schools and basically having it beaten out of mm-hmm. them or not, oh you know, all that. So that's why it is so sparse and almost lost. And I'll post oh a gosh. link. There is the Comanche Language and Cultural Preservation Committee, and they have created dictionaries and training DVDs and all sorts of stuff to try and keep it going. But that's why I'm like, oh, wow, this this movie really has done something quite amazing. Yeah. More so than people just like, oh, yeah, it's in a Native American language. It's like, no, 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 this is this is a lot of awareness and a lot of effort put into getting if this done If you're listening right. to us and you're going, yeah, 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 that's cool evan and taylor but uh i got am i gonna have you know i have to listen to the whole thing i don't know yeah there's a reason you might should give this a chance i work in this field i'm a dub script adapter i i don't have a comparable for what i saw in this got back from the screening i was looking at the film over and over again the next day i was looking at the film over and over again i went to a scene and i wanted to compare the Comanche dub, an emotional moment. I wanted to compare the performance in the Comanche dub with the English dub. The English catches me because the timbre of the voice is the same. And it strikes me. I go to the end of the movie. I look at the dub cast. Incredibly, the two leads, Amber Midthunder and Dakota Beavers, are retained in the dub Comanche cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I do not have anything... Like that. This is outside of well, it being in Comanche and that being incredible. I don't have another piece of media where the where the, where the leads dubbed it in a different language. That's right. always done by different talent. I mean, that's kind of the necessity of it, really. So what this presents is an incredible backwards opportunity to retain the performances and timing in a way that's almost impossible with a typical dub. That's why mm-hmm. you should give this a chance. Uh, besides all the Comanche stuff, check it out for the Comanche stuff because it's history making. Check it out. <laughs> right. Check it on this front because it's actually the best experience possible when it comes to this type of thing. And I kid you not, now I'm going to switch hats onto the writer. Hearing this script and this dialogue performed in that language, hearing it, hearing phonetically the words I don't understand and connecting it now translated. I think it elevates every moment of this. Uh, I think it's absolutely exquisite. 
<laughs> we didn't know this was going to explode. Nobody knew this movie was going to be this good. I, I love this franchise and I couldn't have dreamed that this movie would be this good. I have problems with it. I have some nitpicks about it, but that's all besides the point. People are loving Predator and I am happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh and with, the, <laughs> with, the, with some of the language stuff that you had brought up in terms of getting it to be equitable, I had even seen, and maybe I'm butchering this translation wise, but just like with anything, like we talked about with our Harry Potter episodes of like, well, when they had to translate the books, there's a lot of euphemisms or Britishisms that have to decide how you're going to put it into Japanese per se. So like with Comanche, yeah. like the, the, the phrase happy birthday in Comanche is more like, we are glad for the day you fell out. You know, there's, there's right, a bit right, of a right. humor to it. There's so stuff like that, where it's like, well, if you're also then going to translate it, you have to look at what, and then Comanche from the 1700s as well, a historical it, version of the language. There's also some, a couple nuanced moments that I realized that, you know, you wouldn't get unless you were getting the subtitles in the English version. There are just a couple ends and buttons to phrases or, you know, there's a beat, a joke in Comanche. Mm -hmm. But then they go right back to it's all in English. Um, but they don't subtitle that. So if you're just yeah. watching the Eng English version, you don't know what they just said in Comanche. But if you're yeah. watching the Comanche <laughs> version, you get the subtitle for it. And it's a great joke in the moment it hits. Uh, so I just realized that in comparison between the two that you're know, like, man, the English version is it's really the compromise, no matter which way you cut it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's beautiful. This is beautiful. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying you know if you, it's a it's a preference, go do what you want. We're just making the case for this. If this is not too, uh, you know, I don't go around watching dubs for you know like Christopher Nolan movies <laughs> and stuff like that. But this is just an incredible opportunity on a few different fronts. It's not just like it's not just one. It's not just the other. This is this is all around dynamically pretty a uh, pretty incredible opportunity. Right. The effort was put in from the beginning to try and make it all in this language. So it's worth investing in the experience of it all. Absolutely. So and then now backing up, up off of the dub, I mean, there's so yeah. much more than the language part of this that's so immaculate. And we've already went over a lot of the development. But the Comanche people itself, I mean, from what Jane said, there has never been an attempt to yeah. <laughs> put their culture on screen as it was like this before. So what, how does, I'm, I'm thinking, awesome. Yeah. How do I convince people that what they're going to see in this is not just some cowboy movie that they've seen before? <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're, you're seeing, you know, I, I, who do I have to convince now? I had a crazy weekend, but I, you know, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm just the, the, the predator apologist, the, the beaten, the, the Clippers fan. <laughs> just I can't get away from him. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, th then less convincing and more just increasing one's own interest in you know, contextualizing you know. it all. Historically, I looked into a little bit, super overview flyby, but the, like I said, Comanche dominating because of horsemanship and nomadic in a way, there was never a central governance or leadership of everyone broken up into different groups. But hmm. in terms of their scope, by the 1820s, they encompassed an area of about 250,000 square miles in the Great wow, Plains yeah. in the United States, oh an empire comparable in size to either France or Afghanistan uh, landmass. So 
they're the main reason why the West Coast of the United States was settled by white people 40 years before the Great Plains, because the Great Plains, that's kind of the tropes of like, oh, it's the last holdout. And right. what a lot of the Western type movies are prejudicially talking about is, oh, we've got to stop the, the, the command she'd try. And it's like, well, because they were already so dominant and this was you know, with the horseback riding as well, heavily reliant on Buffalo, like I said, as nomadic hunters, raiders and traders. But then as the Buffalo are being slaughtered in mass, being shot and destroyed and all of that, it's like, well, what else can you do now? Which is a fascinating misdirect in the film. If anybody is confused, is the predator didn't skin all the Buffalo, the trappers did. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So that's the, (laughs) that's the start of that, but you can see where then the historical stuff fits in. And also they call themselves, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but Numunu, which means just Bear in their language, yeah, in their language, the people, <laughs> because you wouldn't call yourself, you're just the people. Mm. But Comanche is a Spanish corruption of another Native American tribe word, which translated to those who are against us or simply the enemy. So well, everybody well. is calling them now, like their name literally means from another, it's from another tribe's yeah. description of them as it's like the we're enemy. calling it's like we've been calling them them or they yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so again that's looking at the historical stuff oh making Gosh. a movie from their perspective that's yeah. also why it's important so then i looked into well are there any other films that are you're even remotely close to this in not even just in right in time span but in perspective so i mean she she said there's never been an attempt to to commit the culture to film like yeah. this. So I was like, really? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, different, different, different. I'm so the, learning, I'm learning. <laughs> the two different corollaries for different reasons. The first one is more of a profile on a person. This guy, James Young Deer, who had made 150, or so they say, silent westerns for this French studio. And mm. not many of them, you know, there's one that definitely has survived. The thing that he did is films depict Native Americans as heroes in interracial marriages. They're yeah. constructing their own lives in spite of the white man taking over. And so that's a big deal for silent Westerns of that time yeah. period. Yeah. He has, I'll post a link to it, but it's so much ambiguity in relation to his origins and whereabouts thereafter and scandals. And some people are like, was he just a con man? Is he a charlatan? Was he even Native American? Uh, it's it's all really? lost to the ambiguities of silent film history and because hardly any of them are surviving. But in terms of what we do know about what he was doing, it was quite different for the time in yeah. terms of representation. So that's number one. The other okay. one is a film called The Daughter of Dawn, a 1920 silent Western film. And similar to this one, it is maybe the only f- Western like this ever made with an entirely Native American cast. 300 people from the Comanche tribe. This is, yeah. In terms of the representation, though, it is more of a docudrama romanticizing their culture and lifestyle. So it's not quite. Right, right, right. You know, it was presumed lost. And so this is where the new news comes in, I suppose. Mm, Yeah, okay. So how it was found, always wild. In 2005, there was a private investigator who was paid for a job with this film instead of cash. And he said, okay, he's got the reels. And then he just, they found, you know, he had it in his garage for years. And then 
I guess, wow. you know, the Oklahoma no Historical way. Society, <laughs> they said, we'll buy it from you for a couple thousand bucks and then restored it. And now, oh, oh uh, my God. Uh, you know, you can, you can, it's a miracle. See it on a stream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, but the, the bona fide miracle. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like, God, what else is comparable? Some docudrama from the 1920s that was almost lost for a hundred years. Like, <laughs> uh, Right. That's all we got, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, so that that led me to our last little bit, which is you had mentioned kind of how the subtitles, if you do watch it in Comanche, provide actual cultural context that enriches yeah. the experience. There's a little piece that was hard to find in terms of the research of like the, these little cultural idiomatic things, but there is a bit, and this isn't a spoiler for anything, but when the main character summons the predator after setting up this frontiersman as a trap there's a little moment yes. where she whistles to direct the predator's attention and if you yeah, were it watching sounds like yeah. the hun- the uh, uh, it almost sounds like the hunger games whistle or something yeah <laughs> so <laughs> this was hugely controversial if you were watching this with a native american audience they'd be like they everybody would be like what the hell is going on <gasps> So this is hugely culturally taboo. Whistling at night is said to summon evil spirits. It's, it's across all sorts of cultures, even not just Native American. Oh but God. this is a huge deal. So Amber refused to do this. They had on set, they had a non-Native <gasps> crew member do it because nobody wanted to do it. This is like, this is like a horrible, horrible thing. And uh, this is something that Jane Myers suggested when they were filming because it's not in the script. Because it's yes, like, yes, <laughs> yes. I, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm sitting here going like, that's great that that Patrick can dig that deep into these <laughs> things, and but, but I'm like, I, you know, I want it to be Jane saying, you know, this is pushing the boundary, mm-hmm. and it's culturally rich, you know, and, and yeah. thank God, I, you know, be, and because yeah. because Amber doesn't want to do it, that's speaking to how strong it is. Yeah. Uh, when I, it's that, also as it, a producer, it, yeah. as a filmmaker, as a creative. <laughs> incredible incredible yeah amber said her mom was like mad at her when, when they watched it she's like no no no, i didn't do it it was somebody else because uh, this is because this is the character's turning point it's like that's how fed up she is she is yes, willing yes. and it's and it's relevant to the story because the predator is literally an evil spirit that she's trying yes. to summon yes it, and, it and and yeah who she's sicking it on immediately calls it a demon you know like yeah and, yeah <laughs> and that's classically comes up through the franchise so uh, you know it's like it's it's completely in line, and she uh, part of her uh, part of her monologue there is you won't see that I'm killing you, and neither will it. Using it to direct yeah. it down, incredible. So I hope I wasn't butchering the cultural context for that. I tried to, from what I read of what they said, the the reason behind the whistling, you know. That's no. that's what I understood it to be, but I, definitely, you know, it was, I, it was I read it in that, the movie yeah. as just, oh, she she's just making a sound to direct its attention right. apart from him, you know, whatever. The and that's how, everybody, so that's how everybody, that's how everybody would have you read it. it. That's how it goes yeah. over. If you're Comanche, you're ripping your eyes out. You're going, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, you know, I've been so full. <laughs> like I'm leaving church. You know, my heart is yeah, full yeah. this week. Uh, I've just, this whole week, I've just been so full. Uh, this this has been such a delight. This is the movie I never thought would come. If you were with us last week, I, say, I said, I've been thinking about this movie basically my entire life. 
and I I would love it to be almost like a uh, like a Black Mirror anthology, <laughs> different place, different setting, uh, different, different lawyer, culture, yeah. different reason. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and that's what he's always supposed to be. That's part of why we did the two-parter here is to, especially in the first half, to picking apart. It's the ultimate matchup. That's what he's designed to be. So <laughs> I don't, I've just, the last 30 years, I don't know where we've been not matching him up against cool human characters, real human characters with needs and wants and with an emotional story. I, you know, since the moment that pistol was handed over in, in Predator 2, I've been going, where are we going next, man? What, what's, who's the next warrior? What's the next, advi-? and we just, ugh. I guess I, I I had given up on that dream. I got to go on that trip this weekend, and yep. man, people are enjoying it with me. Everybody's crazy over it. Thank you, Taylor, for digging yeah, into yeah. this. This has been such a joy. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with this. If you're still listening to my crackly little voice, um, <laughs> gosh, uh, man, just stick with us. Let us know what you're reading. Uh, reach out to us if there's ever anything you want us to look into. You never know when we'll do an episode about that thing you want to know all about you can reach out at illiterate pod on instagram or illiterate pod at gmail.com again let us know what you'd like us to cover in the coming weeks and months we're definitely going to be doing lord of the rings Oof. since that is the biggest much thing. requested much re- if, if you're <laughs> gonna go requested. and request that we got we're, we're oh, yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. the list baby it's coming um please uh, this show is a, is a blast and we love bringing out all these little things that drive this material so until we get to meet up and do it again next week uh, stay safe uh, we'll talk at you then we'll be right back.